Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Unpacking Sunday. We're back. We're back. I kind of miss having the interns, to be honest. Yeah. They did an amazing job last week. I got a lot of feedback. Okay, let's them. hear it. Let's hear some of the feedback. They loved having them. That's, That's good feedback. What the feedback <laughs> was, yeah. Good. One person said they sounded wiser than they thought they would be. Oh, well, yeah. that's actually quite, that's an apt I, observation. I think that's a compliment. Well, they're quite wise. Yeah. 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 Like for their age. Maybe we just got to raise our expectation a little bit though. Wow. Mm. That's like a podcast in itself, actually. That's, yeah, that's next week's episode. Raise okay. the bar. Raise the bar. Let's unpack that. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to unpack this Sunday. We had a great, great Sunday. We I did. had fun, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke had fun. Right, Luke? Alex, did yeah. you have Thumbs fun? Thumbs up. Alex had oh, fun. Oh, Alex too. is here in the studio. Yeah. Say hi, Alex. No one can hear you. He said what up. They might have softly heard it yeah. in the back. I don't know. So <laughs> He's here, though. We'll most of us had a good Sunday. And what did we talk about, Josh? This Sunday, we talked about the idea, um, we're still in our, our series on unity, that we are one body. And this Sunday specifically, we focused on um, there is one body and one spirit. Uh, and this idea that Paul didn't put a comma or a period or, or didn't take a breath or didn't um, put any sort of differentiation between those two ideas, but he uh, tied them together. Um, he, he wove them to, together quite closely. Um, that we're one body and we're one spirit. So we talked about a lot about who that one spirit is. Who, is, whole, who is the one spirit? Yeah, I'm in a, just a little spoiler, but it's the Holy Spirit. Mike. It is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay, but who who is the Holy Spirit? I, yeah. We weren't planning to like spend a lot of time here, but just so we're all on the same page. Who is the Holy Spirit or what is the Holy Spirit? Mm. And maybe what is he not? Yeah. Um, well, the Holy Spirit is a person. We know this. You know, he's been... Uh, he's like a human being? He is has a personality. You... Oh, okay. He's not a human being, but okay. he has a personality. So he's a person. So he has, okay. he, has, um, he has purpose. He has um, every full attribute of God. Hmm. The Bible says that he... Uh, yeah, he's God in, in fullness. So if we picture the Holy Spirit, we can picture... Um, I mean, some of the words that kind of come to mind are, are the classics that we hear all the time, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside, the one that guides, the one that advocates, the one that convicts, right? He's the one who, who sanctifies. So he does all of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, he, he, he's not limited to just like a facet of, of God. He is fully God, mm-hmm. right? So it's this idea of three in one that, you know, they're, they're all one together, um, but there's also three distinct persons who, who have different kind of roles, um, but it doesn't make him any less or any more God than Jesus or, or, or the Father. So um, that's who the Holy Spirit is. We also get a lot so of... So can you interact with the Holy Spirit? Can you interact with... The, oh, absolutely. Like if he's a person. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the one who dwells within us, right? He's When Jesus ascended, he, he sent the Holy Spirit after him to, to bring life to the words that that he spoke to bring life to, um, to basically to a lot of dead things. So we talk about this idea all the time, even in your sermon on Sunday, um, of how Adam was just a pile of, of dirt and dust until uh, the Father breathed the Holy Spirit, breathed life, breathed this animating force into him. Um, 
yeah, and we talked about how that is what differentiates people from all other types of, you know, animals is that we have this Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Uh, so I think you can definitely engage with him. Yeah. And because he's a person, like, yeah, there's this whole engagement thing. Like, even as I was preparing, like, reading you, like, in the book of Hebrews, you can insult the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, in the book of Ephesians, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm. Acts, we know, like, this famous story, Ananias and Sapphira, you can lie to the Holy Spirit. Mm. So he must oh, be yeah. a person. Right. Right. Like, right. he has a mind. Romans tells us he has a mind and mm -hmm. a will. Right. That would be congruent with the Father. Yeah. But he has one of his own. Right. And so what is he not? Because there's also a lot of misconceptions around the Holy Spirit. We get, you know, this idea that he's just like a, kind of like a, he's a vibe or oh. he's like an, he's like an energy. Why yeah. don't you? People think that, yeah. you know, or like we don't realize like that there's this personhood of the Holy Spirit. So we think like he's, yeah, just like the force. I've heard people say Oh, that. like straight like out of Star Holy, Wars. Yeah. Like yeah, the, Holy the Holy Spirit force. is like the force that yeah. like just does stuff that you don't see. Okay. That's not the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, and I think not just this energy that you can, like, manipulate or right. make do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. So um, those are some things that I've heard or seen. Or people think that the Holy Spirit is just the part of God that you, like, feel. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I felt, like, warm fuzzies. Yeah, the emotion, the emotionality of right. God or something. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. So we, you also used a word in your sermon this Sunday, uh, is a Greek word, uh -oh. pneuma. Yeah. And in that word, it also describes the, the Holy Spirit as like a breath or like wind, right? Hmm. Um, and we hear this kind of analogy of the Holy Spirit to wind. Of, you know, we can't see it, but we can see and experience its effects on the world. Um, so in this vein of talking about like the Holy Spirit, is he just like some sort of emotionality? Because uh, we, we can see his effect. It's true. But what has your experience of the person of the Holy Spirit been like in your life? Oh, wow. I love the Holy Spirit because he does so he does so much in mm -hmm. our life. Like he reveals God to us. So, I mean, like anytime like that you're like you feel like you learned something or saw something new about God, like that's the Holy Spirit at work. Right. Right. Um, the Holy Spirit is the one who like makes us feel close to God. So like yeah. there is a level of that. Like he makes the presence of God like tangible or manifest in our, in our, um, like our worship service or you're in your car or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's a work of the Holy Spirit mm. that he would reveal God to you in different ways. So that's what it has looked like so many times to me, right? Or even as you're communicating with God, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, yeah, I always think of, um, John 15, 26, it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus teaching his disciples of what the Holy Spirit's going to do, what he's going to look like. And it says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Hmm. So when you think about this, you know, that he's the spirit of truth who will testify about Jesus, about the gospel message, about um, hope, about salvation and redemption. And then you, you kind of read through to the end of the gospels and you see that we're all called to this great commission together. Um, it's kind of like we get called into this mission that the Holy Spirit is already doing. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about the idea of prayer, if you listen to our, our podcast, probably a month and a half ago or so, mm -hmm. it was a little while ago now, but it was the same idea that, uh, that impactful prayers and and um, prayers that, that actually influence things are, are not um, us coming up with our own prayers, but actually coming alongside uh, what the Holy Spirit is already doing. 
So when I think of the Holy Spirit as, as the guide or the advocate or whatever you're going to say, it's, I think of it more as a, a, a blessing that we get to come and walk alongside him. Right. And when rather than him just coming to dwell in us and yeah. empowering whatever we do, it's actually uh, we have the, the joy and the opportunity to be able to walk alongside him. So yeah. it reminds me of like one of my favorite quotes when we were away. Shayla Visser said this oh, and she said, it's the greatest privilege and challenge of our life to always be following the ever moving, ever working right. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome because well, that's what we do. And that's another point that you hit on on Sundays. You said we don't want to lag behind what the Holy Spirit is doing, become lethargic and miss opportunities that he brings to light. Mm-hmm. We also don't want to run ahead um, to a point where he hasn't gone yet and where he mm-hmm. might not even want to go. Right. Um, you said the latter is the one that you might struggle with a little bit more as you oh, look back. Yeah, so often like sometimes I like I'll hear something from God or I feel like God's asking me to move in a certain direction or do a certain thing. And so I just run as fast as I can in that direction. And then it's not shocking when like you kind of Mm. get tired or like things aren't working out or this is feeling way harder than it Mm -hmm. needs to Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Well, it's because like God just all he said was, Hey, maybe try that or do this. But you know, it wasn't time to go or I went way faster or I, but not the eight hard. things after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, or like so often in my life, you like get a word from God by the Holy Spirit and then you just think that then you, um, well, then he must tell me the next part and the next part and the mm. next part. But so often like moving with the Holy Spirit is just doing the part that he told you to do now. Yeah. Like just right. being obedient with what I've been given now. With the last thing he said to you, yeah, be that's obedient it. to that. Yeah. yeah. And I think also we can lag behind the Holy Spirit. Like you talked about like being Mm. lethargic, but I think also there's like delayed obedience Mm. is also lagging behind the Holy Spirit. Mm. There's something to be said, like one pastor that I had when I was young said like the only obedience is immediate obedience. Otherwise Mm. it's disobedience. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we walk in step with the Holy Spirit too, is that when he says something, we do it. Mm. Right. So I heard a very cool, um, testimony about obedience and and listening to the Holy Spirit to that prompting. You know, we always say the tug on the heart or the prompt or whatever it might be, but that's the Holy Spirit working in you, right? And I heard this testimony on Sunday. I won't share who, who said it, but um, uh, this woman was talking to me about how she had kind of this like prophetic word or this prophetic um, kind of like a, a dreamlike state almost where um, she just went up to a coworker and she said, hey, I I think you're really struggling with something and I don't know why, but God wants me to come and talk to you about it. I don't even know what it is, but he just said you specifically, I need to talk to you about this, about whatever it might be. I need just need to talk to you. I need to be here for you. And then that person opened up and shared that, um, you know, they're going through a really tough time and they found out they'd become um, pregnant and they uh, didn't have a, a husband or didn't have a boyfriend or anything like that. And they were actually thinking about uh, aborting the child. And, and so they're going through a really, really tough emotional time. And then this person just just came alongside their their coworker and said, "Hey, I, I just wanna uh, I wanna love you, I wanna pray with you, I wanna help you, I wanna support you. I think this is what God wants me to do with you. So I'm gonna encourage you. Would you? Um, I, I'm not gonna pressure you or anything, but would you um, consider like going through this pregnancy? And I'll help you. Hmm. I will. I'll ra- I'll even help you raise this child. Wow. Um, just because the Holy Spirit had put this on her heart, she didn't know what." she was going to talk about when she went to this person, but the Holy Spirit said, go and talk to this person. Hmm. And then that child ended up, um, she ended up raising this person and, uh, they like lived with her until they were 35 years old. So like had an entire beautiful life full of, you know, woes and 
worries and celebrations and joy and everything that comes with that. But it all started from just the Holy Spirit saying, hey, go talk to this person. Right. I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but go talk to this person. Right. Yeah, it's just being obedient with mm-hmm. what we've been given. Yeah. We talked also on Sunday uh, about um, this idea like that at the end of the message, we talked about the Holy Spirit, like he empowers us, but there's also this idea that like even he revives us and he sustains us, right? So we talked about Jesus' words from John chapter 7. Mm. What does that look like? for you in how does the Holy Spirit do that? Is it just like suddenly you're not tired anymore? Is it, what does that actually look like for you, Josh? Like if you were to say the Holy Spirit sustains you Mm. or he empowers you or refreshes you. Yeah. I mean, I think these are all slightly different elements, but we'll, we'll kind of tackle them one at a time. Um, when I think of the idea of, of being sustained, of persevering in your call of, of being able to, um, you know, keep walking despite wanting to quit or wanting to give up. There needs to be uh, an element of, of hope, basically, of something you're holding on to uh, to be able to push through that. And we can't do that in, in our own strength. Um, we need the Holy Spirit who, uh, who gives us the ability to have hope, really, who, um, who has come. I mean, we talk about these two different baptisms, right? The baptism of John which is just a baptism of repentance, a baptism of water, and the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is when we actually are able to take on this, this, this new life um, where we, we can find freedom from these things that are holding us back, these things that have lagged us for so long. So if we're going to make this practical, let's say I am um, struggling with, with, with some sort of like habitual sin thing, right? And uh, I'm trying to, to, to overcome and I'm trying to, to persevere. I'm trying to push through based on my own willpower. Mm-hmm. Each and every time I'm going to find the limit of what I'm able to do, whether it's like a week or a month or six months, and eventually I'm going to crack and I'm going to crumble again. Mm-hmm. But what the Holy Spirit does, the, the difference between um, how he is able to empower us to persevere, to push through, is he says, well, look, I know you're going to fall. Like, that's not the question. I know you're going you're gonna to drop back into sin. I'm here to show you that you don't have to. Mm. I'm here to give you an option, to give you a choice. So are you going to lean on me, trust in me, and invite me into the situation? Or do you want to wear this yourself? That, those are really the two options. So there's a reliance on the Holy Spirit. What does that actually look like? In, like what does that look like to be submitted or to rely on the Holy Spirit? So you're heading in this direction, or mm. you're wrestling with this, or this part of your life's very challenging. What would that look like? what kind of practice could I put in place or what could I do practically? Right. It's funny because when you're in those moments, the last thing that you wanted, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but you might relate with this as well. But when you're in those moments where you're really struggling with whatever the situation, the circumstance, the sin, whatever it might be, when you're actually in that moment, you kind of, your heart starts to feel cold and you start to feel isolated and you start to want to pull out of community and retract into yourself and at least I do. And so what it means to actually lean on the Holy Spirit means to say, okay, I'm not just going to invite you Holy Spirit into this situation when I'm, you know, feeling happy and when my, my, I'm feeling very like uh, uh, joyous and, and, and the emotionality of it, right? I'm not just going to invite you in when times are good. I'm going to recognize that I'm feeling in, like I'm in a very dark place. And honestly, the last thing I want to do, God, right now is, is run to you because maybe I feel a lot of shame. Maybe mm. I feel a lot of sadness. Maybe I feel a lot of pressure 
um, from outside forces. Um, but the natural thing to do would be for me to, to, to pull back and to go, go into myself, right? But it's in that moment that what we need to do is we need to lean in harder and we need to say, Holy Spirit, uh, I need you. Mm-hmm. There's no other way. I need, I need complete and utter dependence on you. I can't earn my salvation in the same way I can't free myself from this sin. It's only you. And that's really hard to do because, like I said, it's the last thing we want to do when we're in those moments. But it's also the only answer, right? The Holy Spirit is, is, is the only one who can empower us to push mm-hmm. through these moments. It's not, I mean, like you said in, Ze- in Zechariah uh, 4.6, it's not by my might or my power, by the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit who enables us. So. so what does that look like when we're talking about unity then? So if we say there's one body and there's one spirit, and I, we talked about this a little bit before. What does that mean for like a group of believers to, or what would that look like for us um, or describe what it could look like if there was a group of believers who all really truly believe that there is one spirit who sustains us and keeps us and empowers us? How would that change what we do or how we serve mm. together as one body? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think the impact would be uh, pretty astounding. Um, I think you would see a church like what we always say in our, our, our beliefs as a church here at Caribou is that we want to see people made fully alive in Christ. And what that means is we want to see um, people basically walking with this limitless dependence on the Holy Spirit, um, not walking in their own strength, recognizing they can't, but he can. And so if you have an entire body, like let's say we've got what roughly like roughly 500 people or so at Caribou. If we're all walking on one mission, fully empowered by the Holy Spirit, imagine the fruits that are going to come out of that um, in our church, the, the uh, sheer joy, the sheer kindness, patience, forbearance we'll have with one another. Imagine what we can accomplish. Like I always think back to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, because this is just where my mind goes, but I think back to the Tower of Babel story, mm-hmm. right? When they're trying to build a tower to get to heaven themselves without the Holy Spirit. And they're like a unified people. We know they're unified. They're on the same mission. They're on the same goal. And they're doing something pretty, um, pretty awesome. Not with a good connotation, but with an epic connotation. They're doing something awesome. They're trying to build this tower to get to heaven themselves. So we can recognize that, hmm. that you can be unified towards a bad goal. And you can achieve great things, right? Great in air quotes. You can achieve epic things or whatever you want to say. Right. But what does God do with that unity? He shattered them and he, get, he turned them all into um, different nations who speak different tongues and he disunified them, right? Because the heart of what they were trying to do um, was not his heart for the people of the world. But imagine if we could come together in that same unity, uh, uh, trying to achieve something great, something awesome, something epic, but for the right purpose, mm. um, to, to, to see every corner of this world uh, receive a gospel message, just to, sh- to see... Um, the, the light of Jesus being shined into to every little um, iota, you know, every little village, every little town. That's mm-hmm. what we're called to do with the Great Commission. To me, that's something pretty awesome. That's something pretty unifying. Um, but it's also a goal that we're never going to obtain if we don't do it relying on the Holy Spirit. So then put this into your, like, put this into your own life a little bit. Because there are so many times where we rely on our like our talents mm-hmm. yeah. and our skill mm-hmm. and not on the Holy Spirit. And yep. what's the balance? Because like we have giftings and skills and talents that I think God gave us. Yeah. 
And if, yeah. So then, so then balance. If I knew the answer to this. <laughs> but what does that, no, just like, what does that look like in your life? Maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah. How, okay. do, how do we live that out? Like when you know, like, okay, I'm actually pretty good at this. Right. But I want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit or I want to surrender it that God would do what. I, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is actually the, a teaching that we, we were studying as a staff here by Kerry Newoff. And he's talking about how we rely on our talents, the things that we're naturally good at. Um, we, we put our, the least amount of our effort and focus on those things because we know that we can pull that off, hmm. right? So we devalue like how much time or energy or thought we're going to put on the things that we're the best at just because we know we can get away with it. And so in that, the things that we're good at, they never grow, right? So I kind of get that image when I think of what does it mean to be empowered by the Holy Spirit with my giftings and talents? It means focusing primarily on what he's actually given me and using those for his purposes first, um, rather than, you know, wasting really all my time and effort on all these other functions. Because even a few weeks ago, we were talking about the different functions of the body of Christ, that there's feet people, there's hand people, there's eye people, heart people, whatever it might be, right? Mm. Um, so why would I waste, if I'm a foot person, why am I going to waste all my time trying to do hand things when God's made me a foot person? Hmm. So instead, I need to focus on that, invite the Holy Spirit into that to be effectual, to, to impact my community. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's where I would go with that. Has that ever happened to you? Like now you work at a church. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to share um, where you are doing ministry, but not reliant on the Holy Spirit. Oh, and absolutely. How is yeah. that different? Mm -hmm. than when you do ministry and maybe you're good at it, mm. but then you're actually counting, relying on the Holy Spirit. Right. What would be the difference? What well, does it look our, like? Well, our, minist our ministries are judged by the fruit that they bear, mm. right? And this is a lesson that I learned, honestly, very early in, in doing ministry. Um, it, honestly, like it doesn't really matter how clean you can do uh, a ministry. It doesn't matter how well organized you can you can pull something off it doesn't matter it really doesn't even matter what it looks like if it if it doesn't have um the holy spirit empowering it it's a it's not going to produce any good fruit and b you're going to be left feeling like uh like kind of like garbage like crap because hmm. you've put all your effort and everything that you have you've put into this thing and it still hasn't even made a dent and how um how discouraging is that? You know, how um, debilitating is that when you're like, oh, I've, I've genuinely put everything that I have into this thing and it's failed, which for me, that was like reminds me of how I first um, ran of the first couple alphas. Hmm. You know, I I was putting so much time and energy and planning things out to the T and making sure everything looked a certain way. And I wasn't seeing people be touched by the Holy Spirit in the way that I'd, you know, come to believe they would be. Hmm. And um, I've probably told this story. I, I'm sure I've told this story before on the podcast, but maybe if you haven't heard it, I'll just do a quick recap. I remember it was like, I think it was the third alpha I did. And the first two, I've just been struggling with like numbers, with people um, staying consistent, with uh, people signing up for the Holy Spirit weekend, which is where you really get this opportunity to engage with the Holy Spirit. Not that he can't outside, but that's the intention of the program. And um so I was super discouraged after the first two. And when I got to my third round of alpha, I was like, yeah, I need to do something different. Cause 
I'm doing this whole thing on my own strength and it's not working. Mm -hmm. And all I'm doing is like getting bitter against this program. Right. I'm, all I'm doing is thinking, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. All I'm doing is thinking this is a waste of time and energy and effort. Um, and so I was like, okay, hey, I need to let go. I need to do something a little different. And so instead of like frantically worrying about, you know, the setup or the food five minutes beforehand, we would instead uh, say, you know what, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Let's come together and let's pray and let's mm. just invite the Holy Spirit in. This is his night. It's for his glory. Um, and it's useless if we don't. It <laughs> right. doesn't matter if the live stream camera is working or not. If the Holy Spirit isn't here, then mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen. So so that we, we had that mindset shift and that we shifted our focus and and on week two, I remember they're talking about like textual criticism, which is something that most people probably find pretty boring, but this was exactly what this one person needed to hear. Right. And so you could see the way that not through anything I did, not through anything any of the facilitators did, just, just the sheer Holy Spirit working through this person. Um, as soon as they were learning and hearing about this and, and feeling the Holy Spirit touch their hearts, they... They just burst out crying and were like, I've been seeking after this, this, this thing, this relationship with God hmm. uh, for so long. And, right. and, and now I feel like it's real. And so to me, that's the big difference. There's me walking away feeling burnt out because I can't mm -hmm. or me walking away feeling so pumped and excited because he can. Right. So what's like as we're wrapping up, what's one thing that I can do? Like if I'm listening um, and I'm wondering, how does God want to use me? What is he up to? I want to be empowered, led by the Holy Spirit, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. What do I do today? Yeah, today, right now, what you should do is you should talk to God. There's nothing you can do apart from talking with God, um, which means praying, which means setting aside time, dropping whatever uh, your preconceptions, whatever your ideas of the best method, whatever um, you've seen work in the past. You just got to hold that all so lightly hmm. and step aside and go to your quiet place or whatever it might be. And talk to God. I mean, we're, we're relational creatures. We're not made to do this thing alone. Uh, in fact, that's why Jesus ascended, is that so that we don't have to do this thing alone. So the Holy Spirit can be with each one of us. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to share these giftings and this call and this empowerment with you. Um, but he's not going to force himself on you. So unless you invite him in, unless you talk to him, it's really not going to happen. So that's mm -hmm. my that would be my first advice is take some time and actually talk to him. Cool. Yeah. I think that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing about your experience. Yeah, of course. I mean, we could talk about the Holy Spirit forever, but mm -hmm. uh, we'll cut it off today. Okay, next week, Unpacking Sunday. We're gonna. You're preaching, actually, this Sunday. I am. Sunday. So we're going to unpack your message next week. So hopefully everyone tunes in. Yeah, hopefully it's a good one. Okay. We'll find out. Okay, we will find <laughs> out. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com.